You're going to marry Susan Johnson. Hello, Arthur. Ah! Mm. What was that? French kiss. Really? Because the French always surrender. That was decidedly German. Your mother will see you now. Arthur, to what do I owe the pleasure? I don't want to marry Susan. Fine. You are cut off. Cut off from the... The money. I think I could live without the money. <laughs> I am a grown man and I shall get a job to prove it. Don't let that undermine what I just said. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel and Remakes. This is episode 338. I'm Marquis Mike. The final day of March. Yeah. The, think of that. The second Ides of March. Ides Square. Uh, yeah. What happened on the Ides of March? Is that when, is that when they, 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 they got Caesar? Uh, Does that have anything to do with Caesar? I don't know. Oh. I have I've heard I've heard the term Ides of March. Yeah. Is that Gosling movie? I have no freaking idea. Uh, Ides of March, which, which I think I liked. I mean, let's I just, remember it. Let's just decide what it means right now. Mm-hmm. It means they. Uh, it, it means Ryan Gosling got Caesar. That's, that's when got. That's when they stabbed Caesar. He he looked he looked to his left. He looks up. He says, "A two Gosling. A <laughs> two Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> Beware the Ides of March." <laughs> Oh man, yeah, April, spring, spring is upon us. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I'm just excited. Me too. I'm for the listeners. I'm just excited. We're, things are opening up. Baseball's here. The weather's warm. The weather's warm. Uh, Warmer. Ma- Mike and I are seeing each other in person for the second episode in a row. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's good times right now in 2021. It is. Yeah. We're, I mean, um, I I log on Twitter. I don't see what the president's tweeting. Yeah. That helps. You know? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was talking to someone about that. She said, oh, gosh, it's so... I was just thinking today how refreshing it was that I, I've gone, you know, three months without, like, having to hear what stupid President yeah. Trump said today. And I was like, well, yeah, you got to see the other side of that coin, though. There's, there's some staunch Republicans or... I don't know if you can even call a Trump supporter a Republican. Yeah. I think that does uh, Republicans bad. Yeah, I think it's a whole different but, level. But there's there's some hardcore Trump fans that wake up every day and like, God damn, what did Joe say today? And you know what the answer? Nothing. Nothing. Really. <laughs> not, <laughs> nothing really. Not much. You know, I, I saw some some something from from a Trump. It was just like, be honest with yourself. Is Biden doing a good job? And I was like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I can tell you this much. I don't think he's doing a bad job. And every day I'd have to wake up and be like, yeah, I think Trump's doing a bad job. Just from talk, just from a strictly social media aspect. Just from what he said. If he was my uncle, I'd be like, oh man, Uncle Don's bad at social media. Yeah, Someone should take his phone away. I'm going to block him. Yeah. Uh, Sleepy Joe, look, does he have trouble with steps? I guess. But does he know how to use Facebook? Yeah. He gives it to a young intern. (laughs) Yes. That guy can figure out how to how to compose a uh, a post. Oh. Sorry, so we 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 start we start with Caesar, we start with the Ides of March, and you know you know that gets me right on my political. Yep, here we go. Uh, We're going down the going down the sinkhole. What, right, that's what. Have you seen that movie, The Ides of March? I've not. I, I think Gosling was like Clooney. Yes. Okay. I think if I remember, Clooney's running for president, and Gosling's his campaign manager, and then I think it's just like. Maybe there's like a cover up or something, like a political scandal. Let's okay. like cover up. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. I think it's good. It's, it's. I mean, you got Clooney, you got Hoffman. Right there, you're good. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I, 
I don't think Ryan Gosling is like a great actor. Yeah. But he's popular, so you got so that's okay. I don't dislike Ryan Gosling in you're right. I don't know if he's good, but like I really like Blade Runner where he pretended yeah. to be a robot for a while. Yeah. I, I mean, I li- I like him. Yeah. I don't think he's spectacular. See, I like Place Place Between the Pines, but I liked Place Between the yeah. Pines or, or whatever. I think Drive I, Drive's the one where I was just like, I don't know if I like... I, I think I'm supposed to... I, I think to be cool, uh, one year removed from college, I'm supposed to like Drive, but I don't think I like Drive. I like to Drive. I always thought the one time. Um, I like Drive, but not because of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. You do have that scorpion satin jacket. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was Gosling inspired. I just, or... like, the, I just like the mood. <laughs> the message it sends. When Mike, when Mike goes to Chipotle wearing a sad jacket with the scorpion on the back, it just says, he's not fucking around. <laughs> this is the no fucking around crew. <laughs> oh. So, you haven't seen Eyes of Mars. What have you been watching? Oh, man. I, I got a few things in. Um, you know, we've been in the midst of the NCAA basketball tournament, so that's yeah. been a lot of my watching time. Cause I Also, just part of my good mood. Yeah, we didn't get that last year. Exactly, we yeah. got we got screwed on that last year, mm-hmm. and I and not that was a bad word on that. Bad, we didn't get screwed. No. They did what they needed to do because they didn't know how to prepare for that, and they didn't they didn't have a chance to prepare. Yeah, is what happened. I mean. They had all year to prepare for this year. Yeah, and, it, it and shut down like a week before it was supposed to start. From what I, I think only one game has been canceled. Yeah. Um, but I love college basketball. And so I've been watching all that. But I got some movies in, man. And, and I I watched some stuff here, all right? These are some... I, I saw some real, like, good movies. Let's start here. 1949. Ooh, going all the way back. I bet you've seen this movie. The Third Man? I've not seen The Third Man. Okay. You know, consider one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, Orson Welles has a small part in it. He's stellar in it. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm still. It's, it I'm may still be that um, Citizen Kane. It, it, him. it may be the greatest British movie ever uh, made. They say. Okay. Uh, it's great. Yeah. It is really cool. I highly. I mean, it's awesome. I highly recommend okay. it. Okay. Um, third man. The third man. It's about a, a guy who um, he's an American. He goes uh, to. Um, to work to Europe to work um, for his friend. He gets there, his friend is dead, mm. and so he, he's trying to figure out. There's a third man at the scene. Okay, and it, it's kind of a cool, like almost kind of a, a spy thriller thing. But man, it's it is a great movie. I've seen it before. I watched it again. And I loved it. Um. Uh, then I watched 1937. We're going even farther back. Yeah. Not in chronological order. Are you, are you reporting this? Uh, I watched a movie called Pepe Le Moco. I have not seen that one either. Uh, a French movie yeah. about um, uh, Pepe Le Moco is a crime prince, prince of crime, if you will, mm-hmm. living in the Casbah in Algiers. Yeah. And it is about him. He's he's got in it. He, he's completely safe while he's in the Casbah, and the cops. Uh, the French, the French cops. He, you know, he's a, he's a crim, he's a, a burglar. Mm. Um, 
and he, he fences his jewels, he steals and stuff, and the cops, they, they can't get him there because he's got too many allies in the Casbah. Yeah. And, and they they trying to get him out of the Casbah and arrest him. And it's been, it was remade, I guess, uh, in America, and it's called Algiers, and I guess it sucked. Okay. But this was, this was such a good movie. It's in French. Um, I don't speak fluent French. No. But, um, <clears throat> subtitles. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, it's so good. You could probably not even pay attention to subtitles. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Just like <clears throat> what's happening. I took four years in high school French, so. You, you'd probably be okay then. I think you'd be all right. But it's so, it's such a cool movie, and, um. Do the rock, do the cops everything about rocking the Casbah? I'm not sure rocking the Casbah was a term yet. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> I, mean, um, I, don't, I didn't do the movie. Maybe they invented it. <laughs> that was but, like closing credits. Yeah, but the Casbah's rad. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like a map of the Casbah no. or, or anything. It's like just this crazy. Is that a map in Call of Duty? Ma- the Casbah's? <laughs> yeah. But it's like this like labyrinth of uh-huh. buildings in Algiers. It's like this crazy, it's just like... It's part of the city. It's really, it's really actually pretty cool. Uh, so let's let's jump forward in time. Now uh, those are older movies. The, are those um, uh, noir alley. Oh yeah, both, yeah. Sorry, okay. yeah. Both were actually noir alley selections. Yeah. Um, Pepe Lamoco definitely was a noir. Mm-hmm. The third man. He's introducing it. I'm like, I've seen this movie before on a couple occasions. I'm like, is this a noir? Because I think it's more of a spy movie. Yeah. But. It, it works. It worked. Um, and it's just a great reason to watch it again because it's so good. Uh, let's jump forward in time. Uh, those are kind of like my masterpiece movies yeah. I watched. I've uh, watched some movies. Those are on, uh, for those who didn't catch um, Noir Alley, it looks like both those. Well, Pepe Lamoco is on HBO Max. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Okay, I know they have the, the Turner Classic Movie section. Oh, okay. It looks like Third Man is not. Okay, yeah. Well, Pepe Lamoco was also just recently restored by Criterion. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that could be why it's on Max. Yeah. So, that's a recent restoration. Oh, um, that's my cue. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's jump ahead a few years here to a movie that is not a masterpiece, but I think... I this this person has his own his own genre. Okay. If I if I say Mark, name an actor that has his own genre. Adam Sandler. Great, great yeah. one. Not I didn't watch Adam Sandler movie, okay. but that's a good pool. Yeah. Um what about another one? Can you think of another one? Oh uh, that's that's all I had. Okay, well, I watched 2020's Honest Thief oh, starring Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, of course. Yes, he has his own yes. He's got his own genre, right? Yeah. Uh it's a Liam Neeson action movie. It's so funny. I almost started watching that, and then I was like, wait a minute. That's not the Liam Neeson action 2021 movie I wanted to see. I want to see the bo- the Border Town one. Yeah. That's the one I also want to see. Yeah. I don't think it's released yet. No, I don't think it is either. I saw a trailer, and I was like, oh, new Liam Neeson movie. This must be it. No, of course the man's doing two movies a year. Yeah. No. So, Honest Thief, watch that. It's fine. It's a Liam Neeson it's movie. It's a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. I mean... Is it as fun as Cold Pursuit? Okay. No. Is it as badass as The Grey? No. Does he get revenge on some motherfuckers? Damn right he does. Is it in line with Commuter? Yeah. 
Okay. It's it's right in the commuter. Yeah, I'd say it's right in the commuter wheelhouse. Have you seen Walk Amongst the Tombstones? That's a Liam Neeson movie where I watch it. And I was like, you know what? I think this is actually pretty good. I think I did see that, but I don't remember yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Dare I say, Neo Noir. I think I, I think so. Yeah. I'm going to add it to my watch list. Um, yeah, he's definitely a guy that just like, oh, what type of movie is it? Yeah, it's a Liam Neeson movie. I definitely saw that, but I don't remember it. Oh. But yeah, so I watched the, the Honest Thief. It's worth watching if you're up for Lee, um, yeah. Liam Neeson. That's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I consider this a masterpiece. I, I decided to revisit like one of my favorite movies of all time, one of my favorite childhood movies. I watched the 1990 adaptation, live action adaptation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And the OG. The OG. And I enjoyed all 90 minutes of it, as I usually always do. Yeah. Whether it's good or not, I don't know. It just, it's my movie. And I, it was about five minutes in the movie left, and I had just this unbelievable, like, anxiety attack when I realized that movie is 31 years old. Yeah, it's it's wild. I think that was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? Was that... I, I didn't get to see that one in theaters because I was living in this tiny little town. We didn't have yeah. a movie theater, so I had to wait for rental. That was the first one I remember. And then the rental... Or we, we, I, we, I owned the VHS... Had that uh, had a Domino's or uh, Pizza, Pizza Hut, Hut Pizza right field. Right, I watched that on YouTube before I started the film. Yeah, because that my VHS always had that. I think yeah. once a year I have to show that to my wife. I was like, oh, there's this ad about this kid picking daisies. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's why I play right field. Um, I have a recommendation for our next movie. I don't know who want to talk about this after the show, but I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part Two: Secret of the Use, which, if memory serves me right. Perhaps is a sequel that is might be superior to the first. I think so. Yeah, I think it falls right in line with this theme. So okay. we, we might have to discuss. We we might be doing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming up quick. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So I watched that. Had my minute. My my little anxiety attack when I realized it was thirty one years old. Yeah. I'm enjoying it as much as I did when I was nine, and I, and I don't know if my anxiety attack was. Maybe it was an attack of, wow, this movie still rules. The turtles mm. still look awesome. Or it was like, oh my god, am I, am I getting old? No. But it, it lasted a snap. It was a snap, and that was over it. Turtles still rule. Turtles rule. And then I watched a, another uh, 1990 film. And this is, in my opinion, the greatest Van Damme film. I watched a Van Damme, Mark. Ooh, 1990. Okay. Uh, okay, so Bloodsport's 85, right? So, five years later, Hard to Kill? No. I think this is the best Van Damme movie because it, I think it went under the radar. Oh. Le- Legionnaire? No, but Legionnaire's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think it's later. It's it later is later. Than, yeah. Uh, Lionheart. Oh, Lionheart. I, I like Lionheart. Yeah. And... It's it's still pretty fun. It's still pretty fun. I mean, I guess you could say Van Damme's got his own genre too. Definitely those guys. I mean, when you're yeah. I mean, much like Liam Neeson. Although Liam Neeson's like, because those guys were all action guys. Like when you're like, oh, it's an Arnold movie. It's still it's like that's action. 
Liam Neeson is this own, like, yeah, it's an action movie, but it's also, like, these, like, kind of spy, not spy, but, yeah, he's always some sort of, like, secret forces pulled back yeah. into something type. Yeah, but it's always, like, in protection of, of some family member yeah. or, or revenge or, or something, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and then, you know, and he's old, and so that, that yeah, goes in there? Yeah, he's old. It started with Taken. Taken started the whole deal, yeah. I think. We're like Van Damme, you know, I was like, ah, yeah, it's just like good looking, 27 year old guy from Brussels, yeah. and uh, he kicks some ass. Martial arts centric yeah. combat. If I remember though, Lionheart's got like a legit like story though. Lionheart's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, he's, his whole thing is he was in the Legion. Yeah. Um, his brother was in some trouble. His brother ended up dying, but he, he couldn't get out of the Legion. He had to, he had to desert. Yeah. So. The, the French Foreign Legion is after him because he deserted. He's trying to help his in-law, his, his, his sister-in-law, who doesn't want his help. And then he gets in making money, mm. the illegal street fights. Yeah. And there's some pretty creative... Uh, I forgot that one of the fights happens in a racquetball court. Oh. What a cool place for a fight. Yeah. You got the you got the spectation you, you got the 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 loft for the spectators and then the glass window people are pounding the windows and these guys are just in this like cube. I'm like that's a pretty cool idea for a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just realized I think the movie Warrior ripped off Lionheart. Oh, because Tom Hardy was like a U.S. Army deserter and then he's trying to raise money to pay for like the widow of his army brother, and then he, I've seen Warrior. You're right. Then he fights like UFC fights though. Um. Yeah, I think, I think they just took that plot right from Lionheart. As you were explaining, I was like, oh, that's Warrior. Oh. Or it's a... Did we not know that's a loose remake? Possibly, yeah. They have the whole Brothers thing, and then Nick Nolte's there, but... Uh, I think Warrior's better. Lionheart. Lionheart's pretty good for a Van yeah. Damme movie. Yeah. Let me let me make that straight. I think Lionheart <laughs> is great for a Van Damme You do have to grade those on a curve. Right, yes. right. Like, and when, you know, when I do a letterbox, I take that into account. I'm like... Yeah, I'm giving this four stars. Do I think this is as good as, like, uh, I don't know, like, Parasite? No. But for a Van Damme movie, yes. Yeah. It is the Parasite of Van Damme movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's that's, that's oh, what I man. watch, man. I, I feel like I watch some good stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little that's a nice little list. I, I, uh, mine's more recent. I, I watch a lot more recently. So okay. this is going to be a good, uh, you know, a lot of things to choose from for the listener. Uh, I'll just start as I as in the order in which I watch them. Uh, no, you know I'm gonna start. You know we'll we'll start with the oldest and we'll go we'll go forward. Uh, 2014 comedy. It was on Peacock. I was like, I think I remember liking that. And it, it is funny. I watch Neighbors. That's a yeah. funny movie. That's you know it's, it's not laugh out loud side splitting funny, but there's some good funny in there. Yeah. Uh, I think the Zac Efron Dave Franco dynamic is it's just very funny. Um, so I like that. It was a nice little. It was a nice little treat. It was a nice little reminder of like, yeah, better times. Yeah, <laughs> we used to have real funny comedies. Uh, so that was, and we did the sequel for the show. Did we? Yeah, Chloe Moretz. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember if we if we did. Uh, I'm pretty sure we did the show. I'm pretty sure we did it. I'll, it's not good, right? Was that our takeaway? It's it's not that good. Yeah. Man. Okay. Well, there we go. I'll look. I'll verify that. But we've definitely seen it. Definitely seen it, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so that, that was uh, that was 2014. The rest of these movies, I, I watched a documentary. Uh, I don't know if we counted, but it's on Netflix. It was kind of popular. It was, you know, people talking about the last blockbuster. 
it's it's nostalgic. It, it it reminds you of when you used to go to Blockbuster. It really could have been like a twenty minute YouTube video. Mm. Doesn't need to be an hour and a half long, but you know it's fun to remember what a Blockbuster was. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of go into the history of like, uh, how did it start? How did it end? Here's this last one in Bend, Oregon. So, uh, and they will still take your Blockbuster card. Yeah. If you have it, you can go there. You can rent a movie. I know uh, how to get to it. I can drive you to that Blockbuster. Market. Yeah. I know exactly how to get to it. Well, you know what? I might take you up on that. Yeah, I'll go. take you there. I'll take you there. I'll yeah. drop you off. I'll go across the street, get gas and Chevron. <laughs> I, I, I went out of order. Uh, that was 2020. I, I did watch a movie from 2019. Um, big release this week, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. So I decided to watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, that's just a mess of a movie. Okay, I was going to ask you, Mark, because I, I knew... The Godzilla thing was releasing yeah. today? Today. And I wanted to ask you, what do I need to catch up on to be ready for it? Yeah, well, okay, so I guess we'll, we'll have our post-show meeting now. Our first, our very first sequel we ever did was Kong, Kong Skull, Skull Island. Island. yeah. So I think it's only fitting that we do Godzilla vs. Kong. I think we should. And I think all you have to watch is Kong, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Okay, cool. Um... But if one. I want to watch School Island again, I can. Yeah, that's it's awesome. and streaming on HBO because it's freaking good. Yeah, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters was it it was uh, it was a mess. Was Is that the one with Cranston? No, that's the original. That's the first Godzilla. Okay, so that comes out before King of the Mon or before Kong. So you may want to watch that. Uh, <laughs> I think that one was decent. It, it's it's Brian Cranston. Uh, what's kick ass? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, <clears throat> Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. I think it's all right. This one is um, where Kong and that movie was very centered on the humans. <clears throat> and then you had the monster. Uh, this is just, I mean, it's Godzilla fighting a bunch of monsters. So at a certain point in a two hour, 15 minute movie, you're just like, this is just like CGI. There's not even a human in this for so, like two minutes. Okay, so I don't need to go all the way back to Matthew Broderick. I don't need to go Broderick. Okay. okay. No, I, I think if we stay within this this series of films that all tied together, I think cool. you're good. Um, but, so if we watched Godzilla vs. Kong, I think mutated animal... I, I don't know how Godzilla started. Well, I think in this... Radioaction, right? Yeah. Like radiation. Radiate, I mean, I think that ties perfectly into Turtles uh, transforming because of ooze. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect uh, double feature right there. And we know we're, we can actually get some enjoyment out of yes. the this section of Turtles versus the section of Turtles that we recently reviewed. That's right. We did do Shadow. Sh out of the Shadows? Out of the or? Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Check, check those out for our thoughts on uh, the Michael Bay of <laughs> uh, So the yeah, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Uh, watch that. Um, did not necessarily like that that much. Another movie from 2020 uh, just came out, uh, to, or it's been out for a few weeks now. I watched um, Freaky. The Vince Vaughn Freaky Friday horror movie, and I really liked it. It's a, I mean, it's a horror comedy, uh, almost like in the vein of like a, like a Cabin in the Woods. It, you know, it's kind of it knows what it's doing, and so there's a lot of humor to it, but it's still the horror elements of it. It takes itself seriously. So like you know, if you you're someone who likes to see like, you know, the kills in a horror movie, uh, you know, this doesn't like skip on that. But yeah, it's it, Vince Vaughn is very funny. It, it's a Freaky Friday movie, um, you know, body switch movie, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's, it's like an hour and a half, and 
quick in and out, and uh, yeah, I, I I recommend that one. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on a watch. So that sounds fun. I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those. I think it got a theatrical release, you know, during COVID times, and it just recently mm-hmm. came to uh, VOD. Um, so yeah, fun time on a Friday night. And then the last movie I watched took a couple days, but I did it. And I said I was gonna do it on the podcast. I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. Four hours of it. And then those sons of bitches a week later decided to release Zack Snyder's Justice League, Grey Justice. And I said, no, I'm not watching. How dare you release another version of Zack Snyder's movie and just say it's in black and white. Oh, that'd be good. That sounds cool, though. Zack Snyder's Justice League is better than the 2017 Justice League. Okay. It is still not a good movie. Okay. Both things can exist. Yes, you improved on a bad movie and made an okay movie that was probably hurt because it was four hours long. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean... Film directors have editors for a reason. Who does he think he is? Marty Scorsese? Yes, yeah. Zack Snyder, you haven't earned Marty Scorsese level (laughs) of making me sit and watch The Irishman. Like, there... It's a... The movie makes more sense than the first one because... You know what I really want to see is the Justice League. And I don't even really like these movies that much. I don't think there's really been a DC movie I've really liked post-Nolan. I like Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie. That, that was probably the only one I like. Oh, and the first Wonder Woman, I was like, yeah, that's decent. Um, I want to see the documentary on the Justice League thing. Because it, it is fascinating how this guy shot a movie, brought it to the studio. They were like, this is bad. And then he has family tragedy. It was just like, do what you want. They bring in Joss Whedon to do some edits, and he's just like, "I gotta refilm eighty percent of this movie." And it's, it's I, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole of watching like scenes side by side. And I was like, well, "How different is this?" And then I watched the side by sides. I was like, "Oh, this is very different. Huh. It's very weird." Joss Whedon comes and he kind of he tries to like Marvelize it, which is like, you know, there's one scene Aquaman says something kind of heavy, and in the Joss Whedon version. Bruce Wayne has, like, a quip. But then in the Zack Snyder, it's very, like, like melodrama. And it actually fits better with, with, like, the story, which is, like, yeah, he wouldn't say something quippy, you know? This is tragic, what happened. Um, and so it's interesting how it's the exact same scene and just, like, the color, how they edit it does affect it and how the Joss Whedon version is very bright and bright colors and yellows and things, and then everything in the Zack Snyder is just, like, gray and blue and but it's still not good isn't i mean isn't that the whole you know the studios that's what they want they wanted their marvel they wanted the marvel yeah yeah from what from what i've been reading this is why i want the documentary is that um suicide squad didn't do good and man of steel no not man of steel uh batman v superman did not do good and then justice league did not do good and then here or Suicide Squad did not do good. So then they bring in... And now he's like, oh, well, here's Justice League. And it's like, yeah, this needs to be funny. It needs to be quippy. It needs to be bright. It needs to be two hours long. And that was like their, their direction. It needs to be two hours. And we're negotiating with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. And then and then, jo- and then Zack Snyder, um, you know, unfortunately he had a child commit suicide. And he was just like, fuck it, do what you want. And he yeah. left. And then, yeah, and then they put out the... 2017 Justice League and it's, it's just awful. It's so bad. And then you can see this he's like, oh, I kind of see his vision but also, yes, this should only be two and a half hours long. <laughs> you know? 
maybe three, I kind of get that you're like, oh, this is the jumping off, you know, where Avengers Endgame is the culmination of 20 movies. This was supposed to be the jumping off point for 20 movies, but it's still a mess. It's still, it's still, I mean, if you like that Zack Snyder style, if you like the slow motion, the 300, that was another thing. Speed up the slow motion, you got a three and a half hour movie. It's a good 30 point. minutes of it is just slow motion, you know, you know, sword, like, ah, throwing my sword in, in slow motion. Um, yeah, so I watched that, and then you know, it's, it's a very polarizing movie. <laughs> There's a, you know, you, you go on Letterboxd, and uh, you go on any, any fan thing, and you're just trying to get an on. Well, what do people think of this? And it's like, this is the greatest movie ever made, or this is the shittiest movie ever made. It's like, it's somewhere in between. Yeah. That's where I put it. It's, two and a half, it's a two and a half star. I think if it was two hours and 40 minutes, I probably would have given it an extra star. Right. But it it, do, it does not justify a four-hour runtime. So. Sounds like it's kind of got like a Star Wars thing going with it. It's like like after the, the final Star Wars movie, like you either loved it or you hate it. But yeah. Then there's like, but then there's the people that hate it for a weird reason. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to see J.J. Abrams. I want to see Ryan Johnson's right. la, you know, yeah. Last Jedi or whatever it's, it's called. A, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but... And then you have the opposite, which is people like, oh, I hated Ryan Johnson. Right. So just because this is not right, and I think there's some of that, which is like, this wasn't the last Justice League, so therefore this is the best Justice League. Yeah, you know? yep. And it's just like, I don't know. I I was talking to a guy, and he was just like, he was telling me how great it was, and he was just like, yeah, people complain that it's fan service, but that's what it is. It's fan service. I was like, yeah, but I am a fan of entertaining movies. Does it do that? No. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Above all else, sometimes fans need to be told what they like. That's <laughs> you can't give them free range. I do like that. There's this uh, the push. So I, it was very popular. A lot of people watched it for whatever you know. However, they can track that on HBO Max. I mean, apparently, it did very well for streaming. And then David Ayers, who did Suicide Squad, which is also not a very good movie, was like, "Hey, the studio fucked with my movie too. Maybe we should release the Ayers cut." And then fans are like, yes, release the Ayers cut. Suicide Squad deserves the Ayers cut. And then the Warner Brothers, whoever, was just like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not setting a precedent. Like, right. This is a one-time deal. You know, it cost them a, you know, extra like $60 million or something right. to go do these reshoots. Crazy. Um, what a weird deal. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to watch these movies. I just want the documentary. Because I, 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 inter- I am fascinated at how like, all this went down. Yeah. I, I, I want to see the footage of them having to film Jared Leto's part in his backyard, which apparently was a thing that happened because that was post. That was So 80% of the movie was done, and then he just re-edited it and then did all the post-editing. But there was some new footage shot, and it was just like, yeah, it was during COVID. They just shot Jared Leto in his backyard <laughs> and uh, made him look like the Joker. <laughs> and he's still coming off of uh, uh, the little things. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. Color his hair green. No, yeah, no. we're good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's what I watched. Um, yeah, can I can I give you a little story? I just thought of this. So, yeah. I, I watched The Honest Thief, and a little story how I I came to watch that movie is I had the, I had one evening to myself, um, and I got all excited. I'm like, wow, the house is empty. You know what? That Michael B. Jordan movie's out tonight. Oh, yeah. So, I got... Got a beer. Mm-hmm. I popped some popcorn. Got a blanket. Gonna cut. Gonna got the lights dim. Like I'm gonna watch this Michael B. Jordan, t- Taylor Sheridan. Like yeah. it's gonna be the best thing. And I'm like, where the hell is it? Like it came out. It's supposed to be out today. Like Amazon should be like drilling this into my head. You have the big banner. The not March 26, Mark. 
Yeah. April. April 26th. So I was like, I guess I'm watching this Liam Neeson movie then. Yeah. I got the popcorn, got the beer. What I, I'm in the mood. Can't let that go to waste. <laughs> I had the weekend to myself, and I, I watched four hours of Justice League and then the the Godzilla movie. I was like, what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird time where I just like, I don't know what to watch. Cause yeah. You're not getting like the, the theater runoff. Um, and so I was just like, I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be watching. And, you know, the Justice League, that was the big HBO movie. And then they were pushing Godzilla hard on me because of the, the Kong movie coming out. And, uh, oh, I, I, I saw this. Last episode, and we're going to get to this week's movie soon. Uh, we'll put a timestamp in the description <laughs> so people can just fast forward right to it. You talked about Training Day. Mm-hmm. And you said that the line where uh, Denzel Washington talked about burning down the uh, city and says, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. King Kong doesn't burn it. He should have said he was Godzilla. I saw someone online, their theory, because there's a lot of Kong Godzilla talk, was like, no, he meant to say Kong. He is comparing himself to Godzilla. And so he's just like, yeah, I'm Godzilla because I will burn the city down. Kong ain't got nothing on me. Uh, so I just wanted to run that theory by you. I just thought, wow, Mike had this exact same argument a week ago. <laughs> and now this guy's like, hey, I've been thinking about this, and here's what I think. So, uh, yeah, sit on that for a bit. I, I don't need to. I like it. Yeah. He's that like, makes sense. I burned down this city. I'll burn the city to the ground. King Kong ain't got nothing to me. In parentheses, because I'm Godzilla, and... I'll kick the shit out of King Kong and burn the city down. Well, I don't know who wins because I haven't seen the new one yet. No, no. I mean, this is all project. This is all. This is all. <laughs> but you know, this is like a big uh, McGregor, uh, other famous fighter fight. You know, everybody's just putting their right. You know, put your money down. Who well, you got? I, well, I'm, I'm glad that guy was able to 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 think that out. Yeah. Because I I like I like that. Yeah. I I like that. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um. Quick predict prediction. So I think. Kong in six. So, so, so he's not comparing Kong to himself. He's comparing Kong to himself if he were Godzilla. If he were Godzilla. Yeah. He's yeah. saying... So uh, Denzel Washington's Alonzo... Um, whatever his last name is. Um, he, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Godzilla stand. He's just like, yeah, I like Godzilla. You know, yeah, and he he saw this fight coming. I mean, everyone can see this fight coming. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just a matter of time. Story as old as time. Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong. Um, go watch giant CGI creatures punch each other for a while. Ah, <laughs> uh, we did manage to watch two other movies inside of all these other movies. I don't I don't know where we find the time, but we did. We watched the 2011 remake to the 19, 1981 movie Arthur. We we watched we watched Arthur. Um. The first Arthur uh, is a 1981 uh, film directed by Steve Gordon. It stars Dudley Moore, um, Liza Minnelli, uh, John Gilgood. Uh, it is the story of a um, wealthy billionaire, adolescent, drunk, who uh, has to choose between um, marrying the woman his family chooses and keeping his inheritance or... Marrying for love. And I'll do a longer synopsis when we talk about the other one because these are pretty similar remakes. But uh, was this your first time watching uh, Arthur? It was. Yeah, and uh, what did what, you think after you had just kind of your initial review? 
I I had a good time watching it. I thought it was good. Um, I I like Dudley more. I yeah. so the last time so we were neither one of us knew who Dudley we knew the name Dudley Moore yeah knew the name didn't know who it was so um, yeah he's an actor he's been in a bunch of stuff he was not a Monty Python guy but he comes out of he was part of the uh, satire comedy sketch boom in uh, the UK okay around the same time so yeah he, he's very funny in it um, I think I think he's a little old for the character like I think, I think maybe that script was written with a younger man in lot, like in in mind. Yeah, I gotta do some quick math. So he was born in 1935. It comes out in 1980. So he's 45. Sure. Yeah, but he's playing a 30 year old man. Right. Yeah. It yeah. Just it, yeah, and he just seemed he just looked aged compared to what he was doing and yeah. what the character was doing. I'm glad you questioned it because I have this thing where I watch movies from the 80s where they go. You know, uh, Coming to America was a perfect one, where uh, Akeem's 21, and I, uh, he's like a grown-ass man. He's got right. a mustache. And, yeah. And this is, Arthur's 30. I'm like, geez, man, people aged poorly back in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, he's 45, playing play 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, some of, the, some of the, the, the driving force behind the plot was a little just kind of like out of nowhere and didn't make really any sense, but... Dudley Moore owned that character, yeah, and made me laugh. And the supporting cast around him was was good. So yeah, I, I enjoyed watching the nineteen eighty one Arthur. I'm yeah, glad I did. Ne- yeah, ne- never seen the movie. Um, had a good time watching. I was like, yeah, this, this is solid. This is a solid movie. Uh, Dudley Moore nominated for best actor for his role, really, as Arthur. Yeah, uh, John Gilgood wins best supporting actor. Um, for his role as a Hobson. Hobson, he was so good. Yeah, I, 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 his, I, I think I just all the character. I just liked everybody in the movie, and yeah, it was it, it was really funny. Yeah, it made, made me laugh. Um, well, flash forward to thirty years later, you know, uh, two thousand eleven. Russell Brand, king of the world at that point. This is this is post um, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, he. Uh, he takes over the role uh, of Arthur. Um, oh, where'd all my... I had all the... Uh, who's up? Oh, you know what? I, I, I got lost in my notes. Hold on. Stand by. As we say. Uh, yeah, got to find... Man, they don't make it easy where it says... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to re-Google it. Arthur, 2011... We're giving people a uh, little uh, look behind the curtain. <laughs> preparation, the actual preparation that goes into this. Uh, Arthur 2011. It is directed by Peter uh, Bainham. Uh, a lot of work to find that name out. <laughs> Stars Russell Brand, Helen Mirren, uh, Jennifer Garner, Greta Gerwig, uh, Nick Nolte. Uh, Arthur is the story. Uh, on the night he is to be announced as the new chairman of his mother's company, a drunk Arthur and a chauffeur, Bitterman, are arrested driving uh, the Batmobile. Uh, Arthur's mother, Vivian, forms a plan to have her shrewd assistant, Susan, marry Arthur to ensure stable leadership for the company. Arthur initially refuses, saying it would be a loveless marriage, but is told that he would be cut off from his $950 million inheritance uh, if he does not. He agrees, uh, eventually asks Susan's father, Bert, for her permission. Uh, he agrees after some um, 
uh, table saw demonstration <laughs> throughout the film, uh, or d- during this scene. Um, during all this, Arthur meets Naomi, played by Greta Gerwig. Uh, she is an illegal tour guide who has become attracted to, or who he becomes attracted to because of her free-spirited nature. Um, while uh, making arrangements for his wedding, he's sneaking around with dates with Naomi. Uh, Arthur's nanny Hobson, uh, played by Helen Mirren, uh, gender role reversal in this one, uh, gets to know and likes Naomi. Uh, Arthur learns that Naomi would like to have her children's book about the Central Liberty published. Um, during the same year, he's trying to find employment uh, so he doesn't have to depend on the inheritance, uh, but to no avail. Uh, during this, Hobson takes uh, Arthur to an Alcoholic Anonymous meeting, um, which does not go well. He is found out that he is engaged to Susan by, uh, by Naomi, and uh, while it's all falling apart, he has to decide, does he marry Susan and keep the money, or does he follow his heart and throw it all away for Greta Gerwig's Naomi? Uh, was this your first time seeing this 2011, Arthur? It was. Did you know anything about it going in? Did you have any... I, I, I had no clue. I didn't know who was... I knew Russell Brand was yeah. in it. That was it. It was one of those movies I was like, I, I, I remember this coming out and then never thinking about it again. Um... Yeah, this was streaming on Netflix. Let's kind of just start just from this movie. What what did you like? What didn't you like about the 2011 Arthur? I, I did like... Um, I think Russell Brand was a good choice to attempt this movie. To attempt. You know, watching the Dudley Moore version... I, I, I watched this and I really feel like, man, you, you, gotta, you gotta be into the Russell Brand humor to even try to get into this movie. Um... I was like, yeah, it's very unique. But then you watch the Dudley Moore. I was like, oh, there's actually a lot of similarities. There, there between are between their comedy. I, I do think um, Russell Brand did try to play it a little drier, uh-huh. a, a, a little drier, and and that is mostly what I what I loved about the original was Dudley Moore cons- constantly laughing at his own jokes. <laughs> yes, I, that was. Him, his jokes weren't that funny, but him laughing at his own yeah. jokes is what was funny. They made me laugh. Like, you're and, right, they're not that good, but there are parts where, like, when, when he goes and, uh, oh, he's meeting, uh, her, Susan's father in this movie, I don't know if he's still Bert, and he's just drunk out of his mind, he, like, grabs the, like, it's just the stuff he says, he's like, oh, that's why everybody's just meeting my home. Ah! He <laughs> just yeah. laughs, he's like, oh, because it's not his home, that's why it's funny. And he just yeah. picks up the telephone and, yeah. Talks to the moose on the wall. Yeah, I mean stuff like that, or yeah. But I was like, okay, I I I think it was good that Russell Brand tried to approach it a little yeah. different. Like British humor is British humor, right? But Russell Brand, he tried to play it a little drier, and I and I liked it, and I was laughing at some of Russell Brand's quips, but there wasn't that lightning bolt um, that Dudley Moore, yeah, produced with his take on the role. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think Russell Brand was good. It's interesting, Russell Brand, like, the three movies I think, adding this one to it, Russell Brand, it's Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Get Him to the Greek, which we did on, which we did for the show, and then this. Um, it's interesting, Russell Brand's, that all three of those movies kind of deal with Russell Brand's substance abuse. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting that he did Get Him to the Greek, and then this movie, probably pretty close to each other. I mean, a year apart. Yeah. They kind of deal with similar, but... That being said, like, I, I think he was good for like if you're gonna do, remake the movie, Russell Brand seemed to be a good choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I and actually, I actually you know, for the, the whole cast, um, like I like I like Greta Gerwig. Uh, in the, I, I I never saw like Frances Ha. I don't really know her as an actress, but I I, I liked her in this role. I think Helen Helen Mirren's really you know good. I think she's trying. You know, she's doing good. Luis Guzman is just a funny looking guy to me. He and makes me laugh. And he's got a funny little voice. He's got a funny voice. He sticks out his belly a little more, yeah. you know. He's just he's funny. Uh, you know, um, and we'll do it when we do the comparisons. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's also a guy who looked at the role and said, "I'm going to try a different Bitterman." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I. It was interesting watching this. Um, I was so I watched these out of order. I watched the 2011 version first, and I was laughing at certain parts. And then there were parts where I go, "Oh, this is kind of heavy. This is this is a heavy movie." Um, in my I don't know why I made this t- decision. I was just like, oh, I wonder if they went heavier than I just thought. I was like, they, they must have gone heavier. I feel like Russell Brand because of his substance abuse problems in the past that maybe he wanted to add a little more of the, you know, the darker stuff into it. But then I watched the nineteen eighty one version. I was like, oh, this is also heavy yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, the story of Arthur. Maybe that's why I like this. It's, it's, it's a comedy, and it's kind of like this broad, like not slapsticky, but there's a lot of jokes, and they're kind of fast. But then there's just this, like these heavy elements, and it is kind of a there's real problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like I like that they kept that uh, in there. Um, and it didn't. Uh... Well, I mean the, the the casting, like you said, was I thought the casting was excellent. Yeah. In this movie, uh, Helen, like you know, Helen Mirren is just. A badass motherfucker, like yeah, you know, no matter which way you look at it, her to try to fill that role that was so stellar in the original yeah. as Hobson, and, and she did a great job. I I really liked her. Yeah, I think if you're gonna like when you do a remake, I think it's so hard is like trying to recast it. Yeah, and they made such the right move of saying we are also going to get another esteemed British actor. And the gender. We're going to switch the gender. That way, maybe you're not comparing them so much because it's yep. slightly different. But yeah, also, Helen Mirren also comes out here and throws 100 miles per hour. Yep. She's a, she's a heavyweight. Yeah. And, and, and like, Jennifer Garner's fine. And, and um, she has to be having fun. I, I don't know where this is in uh, Greta Gerwig's library. I, I did see Frances Ha yeah. and loved it. But um, in this movie, I'm, I don't know if this... Was before or after Francis Ha, but I'm. I was, this is pre Francis Ha. But I was like, this is really Greta Gerwig, and she's great. Like she's great. I and I, I'd like. She's doing great things behind the camera now, but yeah, I, I'd like to see her back acting because she's really good. Um, yeah, this comes up the year before Francis. Okay. And. and and I, I, I just love her, and I, I think she, I hope she does some more. I, I don't know if she's only doing directing now. Yeah, like what's next for? Yeah, but yeah. but she's really good. Yeah, I love both um, Lady Bird and, and the Little Women remake. I, I, I think she's very talented behind the scene. But yeah, seeing this, I was like, she's like, a, like she's a, she's a um, like a figure on screen. Like you, you're you're drawn to her, and she's yeah. really good in this. Like what could have been just like a nothing role. Like I mean, I agree. Like Jennifer Gardner's doing good in her role, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, but her role's over the top. And I just see a role where Jennifer Gardner is cast in that, and it not going so well. Yeah, like her just playing it differently, and yeah, yeah. Um, 
Eighty thousand. Oh wait, was that the negative? Uh, no, no. I was just kind of. I want to comment <laughs> oh, on the casting a little yeah. bit because you mentioned that. I was gonna say bit. we love this movie. Then. Yeah, I mean, now, I, I, the negative, and and uh, this was a negative for both the movies for me is, and I felt like they tried a little harder in this one, which I appreciate the effort, but uh, the whole marriage situation. Yeah. Even the original, it's like, okay, well, we got to have some driving force. Yes. And that's fine. But then the character that played Susan Johnson in the original, like, she was just this, like, uh, it was like the, the princess from um, Coming to America, mm-hmm. the standard, she'd bark like a dog if, if, if he told her to. Yeah. Right? Just this empty character that, that was nothing. And, and in this movie, they, they tried to do more with that. Jennifer Garner actually took on a role and her character had an arc, but it still seemed just the... Getting to the situation just didn't make sense, and I appreciate the effort, but it just just fell flat. They, they do try to, yeah, they, they give it a little more, they're like, oh, no, no, she, yeah, they're doing this because she would run the company, like, they want to figure out how to run the company. And then there's a little thing, they had history, like, but yeah. then all of a sudden that was just like, it was that one scene, she they, she talked about dating him, and then, because I was, when, when she showed up, I'm like, oh, he's who she falls in, That's he's going to try to, like, yes. to win her heart. Yeah, I thought I thought Jennifer Garner was the love interest. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out, yeah, yeah. She mentions they dated in the past. Um, You're the only one to ever break up with me, yeah. or something. And then I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then it just that was just forgotten. And then it's just like crazy Susan Johnson being crazy Susan Johnson, which yeah. I mean that was fine, but yeah, it's just like you're gonna try a little bit, but then it's just. I get, one thing I do appreciate about what they at least tried to do was that. Because I rewatch or watching the original, I, I was so bad for Susan. Because <laughs> I was like, well, she's like a victim in all this. Yeah, like, exactly. Arthur doesn't have to ask her to marry. Like, he's doing it selfishly because he wants the money. Where at least they gave Jennifer Garner the motivation of like, or the motive like, I want, she also wants the money and she wants the power of the company. Yeah. So she's like, yes. Because the original Susan was like, why does she even want to marry Arthur? Right. Where I at least understand why Jennifer Garner wants to marry uh, Russell Brand's Arthur. Yeah, she she has a, a, a motivation of her own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and this kind of falls into like work the compare and contrast, you know, of, of the changes. But I liked Russell Brand in this, but they did kind of make he was almost too adolescent, where I don't feel like Dudley Moore was as much. I I, I really watching Dudley Moore, you kind of feel like, oh yeah, well he's just a guy who's never had to do anything in his life, and he's a drunk. Mm-hmm. Where Russell Brand. In the almost in the beginning, I'm glad they threw in the line. They're like, no, he and they actually throughout the movie like try to make a point to make him seem like, oh no, he actually is a really smart guy. Because in the beginning, I was like, man, is he is he like mentally incapable of right, yeah. you know, doing anything? Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, is, is he like a special needs person? Um, yeah, so he was almost too 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 childlike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess we're already kind of like broaching into it. What changes from the original to this one did they did they make? Which and which ones like work and which ones did it? Oh gosh, I mean that that change of of the Susan Johnson character, yeah. it was a change and it was a good effort. Yeah, I appreciate it because that was the biggest hole in the original movie for me. But that didn't work at all. Um, yeah, they had. I, I liked. Um, I liked Arthur like actually going out and getting a job. Yeah. In in this one. 
uh, that worked. I I would like to then to expand on that a little more, because I don't think he did that in the in the first. No, movie. I don't think he actually went out and tried to get it. Yeah, that's, I like that, and I, and I enjoyed that whole like, well, Arthur wants, like you think about like you go into a store like that, and you see the person dressed up, and you see the person at the cash register, and you're like, uh, the dress up job is the crappy gig. Yeah, here. <laughs> but the fact that he wanted it so bad, and then the guy, and then the guy's like. You can't have that. Job. Yeah. You're going to work the cash register. Like, it's the lower job. It's the uh, entry-level job or whatever. Yeah, you, you can't put the suit on. You can't put the suit one. on. That, yeah. I, I'd like that. I'd, I'd like to have seen more of that job stuff. Yeah. So, another good effort, but... Yeah. And I feel like a lot of things I'm saying like do work for this movie. Um, like, I liked the AA meeting. I, I like that they, they actually touched maybe a little more on his alcoholism mm. in, in this one. Um... I don't know if I almost kind of wish they would have went more with it. And both movies, it is interesting where I feel like Arthur. Really, there are no consequences for Arthur's actions. There was right. a part watching the original where it was ending, and it was ending. It was ending. I was like, "Oh, he doesn't get the money. He did. Wow, what? That's a great ending." And then he does get the money. Yeah. And then same with the, uh, you know, in the 2011, they kind of make it more obvious that, you know, he gets them. But I was just like, man, they should have gone for it. Like, actual stakes. Like, yeah, yeah, he gave up the money to be with. I like the ending of 2011 because Arthur, it wasn't, he gives up the money, but not really, to get with Eliza Manali's Linda. Where Arthur, it wasn't about getting with Naomi, it was about getting over his alcoholism, which they, it kind of glossed over, but I did like that change. Where they, they at least tacked that on the end, where he, he goes to Naomi and is just like, hey, I gave it up for you. She's just like, no, I can't. They, they also give Naomi, I think, more to do than Linda. I think she has a little more character. Yeah. That being said, I like Liza Minnelli in it. I feel yeah. like she had a real, like, like, she just seemed like such like a New York character. Like, yeah. I liked her, Very, I liked her yeah. character, but... They give they do give Greta Gerwig's Naomi more. Like, yeah. She has more of a story arc That's true. versus Liza Minnelli, who, who like is a fun character, but really is just you know she she doesn't have the qualms with Arthur as that Naomi did. Yeah, um, I did want to play this. Uh, play new. It's a new segment. Okay, I'm calling it. Um, I'm calling it casting call. You you get you get to cast this movie, Mike. And this is a straight remake. This should be pretty easy because it's pretty close. Uh, you're just gonna tell me which one do you cast in your Arthur remake? Okay, okay. Dudley Moore versus Russell Brand. Dudley Moore. Yeah, I, I think I, that's also where I land. I think I, in comparison, Dudley Moore. Even though I, I like some of the darker stuff they were doing in the movie, performance wise, I just Dudley Moore was great in this. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting he got nominated, but. I don't. I don't think he should not have been nominated. I don't know who else was nominated in 1981, but I was like, yeah, that was a great performance he gives. Yeah, it was. Okay, Liza Minnelli, Greta Gerwig. I'm going Greta. I'm going Greta. I don't dislike Liza Minnelli. I liked her in it, but I I find Greta Gerwig a far more magnetic uh, screen presence. Yeah, I agree. I. I same thing. I, I didn't dis... I, I like the Liza Minnelli, like, New York character, but Greta Gerwig, like, when she just shows up at, like, that first scene in Central... Grand Central, yeah, she just has a, a magnetic presence on the screen, and you're, you're just... You're into it. Like, yeah. 
it's like that was another thing. I, I actually like their uh, their meat in this one more than the although Dudley Moore's line about the perfect crime was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Women don't wear ties. It's the perfect crime. Well, some people do, so it's not quite perfect. <laughs> okay, um, John Gilgood, Helen Mirren. That is a tough one. I'm going Helen. Yeah. I like... I, I, be, not only because I like Helen Mirren, but I liked the... Um, I liked the aspect of the surrogate mother yeah. over the, the father or brother. I thought I missed something in that Helen Mirren was his real mom. When he says that to Greta Gerwig, I was like, oh shit, did I miss like, her confession that... She was actually his real mom, and that's why she... But then I watched the uh, Dead Game 1, and he has a like, similar relationship, and he does the same thing when he calls... Um, my, my, da- my, dad, yeah, dad, my dad, yeah, my father died. Yeah. yeah. Um, both, like... God, it's, that's a tough one. I was not expecting to, like, be moved by Arthur, but both scenes, I was like, man, this is this is heavy stuff. Yeah. When, he's in the, when, when Dudley Moore and Arthur's in the bar, and he's just like, my dad went to... Or, yeah, my dad went to sleep, and then he just kept sleeping. I was like, oh... Dudley Moore, wow. And then, you know, Russell Brand, when that montage, and then the the, the thing starts beeping, I was like, man, yeah, this is touching. Yeah, it was. I was not expecting this from a Russell Brand comedy. Um, man, it, that one is tough. I, the mother aspect of it, I did like, but I feel like John Gilgood, uh, he just has some real funny lines. I like, I like that he's just like this, like, because maybe it's because he is like this man, you know. Arthur introduced him as his best friend, and but they just have this like kind of more like bust your balls back and forth. Yeah, and Hel- yeah. like Helen Miller did nothing, just seem like like the mom scolding, like like in a fun way that Arthur takes it because he he loves Hobson. But John Gil, like it's more like yeah. But like when he's they're reading the papers and he's just like you know what I'm gonna do today, and they just have like funny lines back and forth, and yeah, yeah. I like, you know, when he meets Liza Minnelli and he's just like, uh, you know, you, I can only meet a woman of your stature in a bowling alley. <laughs> he just has some funny... I, I think I give him the edge. Yeah, he, he's got this really kind of almost, especially with, with characters outside the Arthur family, this kind of like aloofness. Like, couldn't give a crap about him. Yeah. Thing, but, I mean, he actually, you know, turns out he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. But, yeah, I just love Helen Mirren. I gotta go with her. And then, That's tough. Yeah. Both okay. so good. Uh, two more. Jill Eckenberry, who plays the original Susan, versus Jennifer Garner. I'm going Garner. Yeah, I think, yeah. Garner's the easy, like, she, she's doing stuff in this movie. She seems to be having a blast yeah. playing Susan. Uh, and then finally, Ted Ross, Luis Guzman, for the role of Bitterman. <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, the original, Ted, Ted Ross? Uh, Ted Ross. I'm going Ted Ross. He seemed more... Yeah, I, I didn't. I'm not that down with the comic book esque butler that Luis Guzman went with. He almost plays it very like simple. Like, like you worry about him too. Like, should he be driving? Right, right. Though the scene where um, Hobson has died, Arthur has been on a bender. He's in the tub, and Luis Guzman is just standing there with the Darth Vader helmet. It's just like I'm trying to cheer you up, and then he just waits like two seconds. And says, "How about now?" <laughs> Does make me laugh, but I, you know, Ted Ross's Bitterman, 
a little more charismatic, you know. Uh, I like when he drives, uh, drops uh, Liza Minnelli off at her thing and is just like, oh, here comes a neighbor. Well, let me open the door. Like, we got to give her the full, full treat. Yeah, yeah, the, the full, full show. Treat. Yeah. Um, all right. Would you like to see another remake of Arthur? Ten years later. Um, you know, Zac Efron, who's just a neighbor, he's had some substance abuse problems. Is it his turn to play Arthur? Jacked Arthur. You know, I'm gonna be completely honest. I, 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 I'd be, I'd be on board with a remake. Yeah, I'd be on board with another remake. I, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the original, and and then after watching, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch the remake. Okay, and then it's like, eh, okay, but I mean, the original is not like a masterpiece film to me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not like a top ten comedy or anything, no. but. Uh, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you rate your letterboxes? Is it, do you give us a, a score? Uh, I, I didn't... I usually wait after a while. I'll okay. go back and like yeah. look at my diary and then I'm like, okay, go in and just yeah. edit a bunch this of This was one... Yeah, I kind of had the same feeling. Like, I think I gave it th- three, three and a half stars. I was just like, yeah. Not one of my favorite comedies, but absolutely enjoy. And for me, discovering it for the first time... F- 40 years later? Wait, is that right? 40? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 2011 uh, would have been the 30-year yeah. anniversary. When, yeah. 40 years later, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I find, like, a lot, especially comedies. I feel like I've seen, like, all, like, the comedies people tell me to see, but this was absolutely great. But, yeah, it was, you know, three, three and a half Yeah, I'd say it's a middle-of-the-road comedy. Yeah. With some great performances. And you can have great performances and not a great movie. It happens all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I... I'd, I'd be leery of an Arthur remake because it does make me want like if it was a nice balance of comedy and the drama and I, now I wonder if like you would just get like the Seth Rogen like or you know comedies now like would, would they be willing to go like sentimental towards the end mm-hmm. as they did but um, yeah it, it's a fun story uh, the Arthur would you like to see a sequel to the Russell Brand Arthur uh, they did make a sequel to the Dudley Moore, right? I, and and I'll talk about that in a second. Okay, but yeah. no, I don't want to see a sequel. We're done with the Russell Brand yeah. Arthur. I don't want to see chapters a over. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I don't think he was the worst. I think he was a good choice. Yeah, it just didn't carry the weight that the Dudley Moore did. Yeah, some of Dudley Moore was that movie. Yes, for me. it's a it's a very tough role, especially if you look at 2011 and Russell Brand like. Great choice for Arthur because if you look at the the actors from that time, you know I don't want to see like the Jonah Hill or the Seth Rogen version of this movie or the Will Ferrell version of this movie. Yeah, I'm, I feel like Russell Brand in his performances does he does open himself up to be like yeah, but we can be serious too. You, you know, um, I was thinking about like who who else would have been available for this role, yeah. and and I tried to keep to like well you. He, and I don't know a ton of British comedians. Oh, right. Um, yeah, if you want to keep it British, yeah. And I, I guess you, like, to me, I'm like, yeah, you got to keep it British. But then I was thinking... Idris Elba. <laughs> he was in The Office. Well, you know, speaking of Office, <laughs> I think Stephen Merchant... Okay, yeah. ...could have played this role. But no one fucking knows who Stephen Merchant is. Yeah. Let's could, could, yeah, 2011. Because, yeah, he's the star of this movie. Yeah. And, you know, it's still Greta Gerwig. You don't have... It's not like it's... Jennifer Aniston, you know, starring opposite, where it's like, oh, well, she's a name. Yeah, this is all, Russell Brand was, like, a very, he was super popular. 
you know, like him or not, in that time, he was super popular, yeah, Russell Brand. He was. So he's a guy you could just put in a movie yep. and people will go see it. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Merch, yeah. I like Stephen Merch. Yeah. I think he, he could have Ten done, years ago? Yeah, I think he would have done a real cool uh Arthur. He's a guy, and he can go a little drama, dramatic yeah. when he needs to. I think a lot of those British guys can, actually. I think yeah. a lot of those guys can, can go comedy when they need to. Um, yeah, I like the merchant pick. That's Simon Pegg. Maybe Pegg? Yeah. Or is he popular enough to get that done? Because of Shaun of the Dead and all those. I feel like if it was a Simon Pegg yeah. movie, he'd be like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, Paul, right around this same time. Yeah. I feel like a, a, a Simon Pegg-led Arthur. Or, I mean, if you go, I mean, what about um, the the British office guy? Gervais? Mer- Martin. Oh, Mar- yeah. Um, yeah. Martin, uh... Oh, what is his last name? He's... He, he's Martin Freeman. Hop- Martin Freeman, yes. Could he have done it? I, I think I'm he, sticking I, with Stephen Merchant. I think he runs into the Stephen Merchant problem. Yeah. It's just that he, he's not really a, a name in the U.S. And so, if you're... I mean, if you're going to go no name, yeah, Stephen Merchant's a great pick for that. Yeah. Very tall. Very tall. Very, Very tall, tall, man. A lot of humor to be had there, though. Yeah, but I think Russell Brand's pretty tall, isn't he? Yeah, he's a tall guy, too. Tall guy? Yeah. A lot of humor with him. Moore? Very short. Could. Yeah, he's shorter than Liza Minnelli. Yes. Uh, Could Merchant fill out that Batman suit, though? Ooh, good good call, yeah. He would go. Merchant would go Adam West Batman. Yes. That's where the humor comes from. He would wear the tight fitting. Yeah. Yeah. And then (laughs) Guzman would wear the uh, Chris O'Donnell. Robin suit. That's <laughs> with belly name. out. Yeah, with belly out of of that. Um, yeah, I'm done with the Russell. Br- yeah, I don't think we need any more Arthur of this. But you had something about the yeah. So I, I saw that there was Arthur or, two. Sequel, yeah, Arthur two on the rocks. On the rocks. And I was, I I read the synopsis of it. Well, according to Arthur two, he actually does give up the money. Oh, so the whole premise of Arthur two, I guess, is he actually has to get a job. They're trying to adopt the him and Eliza Miller are trying to adopt the child. Yeah, money is a problem, and that puts the marriage on the rocks. Wow. So they completely because he got the money back. Yeah, I mean he's like, of course I accepted the money. I'm not an idiot. Oh, it would have been so good if the first movie ended with him giving up the money. <laughs> I think that would have been such a great ending of him like saying goodbye to Bitterman. Bitterman like you know pleasure working with you, and him just him and Eliza Miller just walking down the street. You know, what are we going to do now? And then just end credits. I, yeah. Oh, that, that, that upsets me that that's what they did with the second movie, where it's like, then just make the ending of the first one. Ah, uh, well, wait, did you watch it? No. No, just some just, just I just like, there's a two. I, I just had to read up yeah. what was up. And then I read the subsequent. Like, wait a minute. They changed it. They basically changed the ending. Uh, there's a remake. Do you need to see the original to enjoy this one? No, I... I don't think so. I think this movie would stand on its own for an audience who hadn't seen the original. Yeah. I think maybe it might even enjoy it more. Yeah, it's actually a, it's, it's, you know, solid re- I don't think they're doing any, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing you need, there's no like wink wink that like the original audience gets. It's just, yeah, it's just a solid remake yeah. of, of this film. All right. We've, we've seen both Arthurs. I feel like we're both in the positive of both. But we're going to find out. you got to rewatch one of them. Which one are you choosing? I'm going original. I'm definitely going original. I, I'm i also going original. It's interesting, though, right, that when we were doing the casting call, you picked more of the 2011 version. 
And I also really just like the performance of the 2011. There is just something... I think it's mostly on the shoulders of Dudley Moore is why I go the original one. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, that being said... I'm really uh, interested in that magnetic bed thing. Yeah. I don't know what that's about a little more. Yeah. Because Jennifer Garner gets sucked up to it because apparently she's got metal clothes. Yeah. But if it's a magnetic... Class. If it's a magnetic bed, we're talking about the polar- two positive polarities or negative polarities uh-huh. resisting each other, which keeps the bed aloft. Why did she get sucked to the top? Why didn't she get sucked to the bottom? She would have got sucked... The bottom's a magnet, too. Yeah. I got some engineering and scientific questions. Also, does that bed exist? <laughs> you know, magnets and are... why didn't it spin? It should be spinning, yeah. Free-floating, it should be spinning. Yeah. I'm going to say that that bed didn't exist. doesn't exist at all. Uh, magnets are always funny in movies. It's strong enough to pull Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> Magnets are always fun in movies. That's the quote of the day. It's strong enough to pull Jennifer Gardner into it, but change sitting on Arthur's, you know, nothing else by Nank in the room gets pulled in. You know, it's always, it's always strong enough. It's, Magnets and uh, black holes in movies are always interesting. They're strong enough, black holes are strong enough to pull a Volvo into the black hole, but... You could just like hold on to like a chain link fence, yeah, and you'll be okay for a little bit, you know. Uh, I was like, no, that would rip that fence right out of the thing. <laughs> Same with magnets, always fun. Uh, yeah, I the original, I just I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna revisit this pie next year, but and the music, yeah, the music was so good. Uh, wins uh wins the Academy Award for best original song, man, for that. Um, so good. Yeah. And then finally, Bert Arthur. Baccarat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also liked Arthur play, play the, like, him playing the piano. Like, he just, there, there was like just this, Russell Wilson also, just see, or Russell Brand, seems also like a charming guy, but like Dudley Moore, he just, he's turning, like, that, you get it, you get it. Like, this guy's a drunk, he doesn't do anything, but you get people like him. Yeah. Um, and if I, Arthur 2011, did we need it? I, I'm going to say, yeah. I, I think it would have been... A, 30 years later... Yeah. I, I didn't see it for another 10. Yeah. So I didn't see the original for 40. I, I think there's a lot of people like us who have never seen the original. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that's a... An, call it a necessity, I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to say we needed it. Just maybe just to bring the attentions back to the original. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, also not a bad movie. No, it's fine. You know, I, I I did give this like a lower score than a three. I mean, like, yeah, this is a this is a two and a half. St- it's a very fine comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was awful. Like, there were parts of it that I was just like, you know, kind of rolled my eyes at, or part of the story where I was just like, this is you know getting you know too convoluted. The Nick Nolte thing was kind of funny, but not that funny for as long as the scene went. I didn't, I didn't feel um, so. Yeah, I mean, I liked him sh- coming in like full of like nails. Nails, yes, that him. was yes. But yeah, that seemed drug on Dr- a yeah. long. And... Um, yeah, so yeah, it was just like, it was perfectly fine. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna be mad that they saw this. Um, right. Yeah. You know, on, you know, it's an hour forty some minutes on Netflix right now. It's perfectly fine to throw on. But yeah, the original Arthur is my pick. Um, I'm keeping a mental little spreadsheet since we've started the, the last category. And right now, we're three for three originals. But I think, I think soon, sooner than later, we're going to get to those sequels and remakes that, that, that are better. 
We've also watched some bad sequels and remakes. Uh, this one, Arthur 2011, Better Than Coming to America 2021. Yeah. And yeah, what did yeah. we do before that? American Psycho 2. Arthur 2011, <laughs> Better Than American yeah. Psycho 2. So, you know, worse you could do than Arthur. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a waste of time. No. And really for movies, isn't that all we want? Don't waste my time. Just don't waste my time. Don't waste man. my time. My time's valuable. I'm, I'm wasting my own time by watching a movie and not doing, like, yeah. laundry. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, if, I don't know if I need to add this as a new segment or not, but do you want to see the four-hour um, John Benjamin cut? I didn't know that's the director. That's what we do segment. We're gonna... It's just two and a half hours of... of Arthur doing different jobs montage, then yes. yes. <laughs> that's all it if is. If that's the addition is, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you have thoughts on Arthur, uh, Russell Brand, Dudley Moore, if, if you have other Dudley... Dudley Moore seems to be a popular guy. I know the name. I don't know other movies. So if, if there's more yeah. movies of Dudley Moore that we need to check out, uh, let us know. DBTGpod at gmail.com. Uh, or dbtgpodcast gmail.com dbtgpod on Twitter Facebook uh, you can find us on Instagram iTunes uh, Stitcher all those places uh, Google Pods rate, review, share uh, we are we're doing it Godzilla vs. Kong alright that's the next film and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret Reviews uh, I, I feel like there's going to be a gem in there somewhere um, and then we might do Turtles in Time I don't know We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back uh, next week with uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Till then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guide for se- Sequels and Remakes. Never give up the money. Why are you shaving? Because Robin doesn't have a beard.